Welcome to the Double D Do Business Podcast by RLC with your hosts, Dave Evans and Debbie Halls Evans, where they meet each week with guests and discover ways you can help yourself and others become best version businesses, teams, and people. This is Double D Business, Debbie. We are back by ourselves today. We are by ourselves. That was a nice move forward. We're now sat in the new office called Library, which is nice because the setup's easier, particularly for podcasts as well, because we're like sat facing each other for change. So we can actually have a conversation. Yeah, which yeah. is actually really pertinent because this podcast is all about how do we change the conversations. Well, I, can I do a quick advert, Debbie? Go for it. So many of you might know who's listening to this that we. Every week we go Facebook Live talking to some of our friends, clients, and associates in the US. We've started Consultivations. So you can get business advice direct from real people doing business today. So uh, that'll be out on Apple Podcasts in about six, seven weeks. It will. And also it is on Spotify and it is on Google Podcasts as of now. And uh, I know Barb always gets really encouraged, Debbie. That's Barb Gay Barb from Gay. Denver. Yeah. And so... Just tune in to listen to the magnificent Barb Gay uh, closing book on the points she likes to make. Anyway, today, consultivation's the thread, Debbie, because we want to talk about conversations in business, don't we? And well, we want to talk about the conversations that aren't being had, the yeah. real conversations yeah. that aren't being had. And I, I read an article this morning that was shared by some of our network on LinkedIn about all the, the subheadings of difference, right? So... Inclusivity, diversity, uh, how many are there, these labels? Are we talking about isms? Isms, yeah. Isms. And one of the things that's not talked about very much at the moment is ageism. So an, an ageing workforce and uh, people in their 50s finding it difficult to, to get work. It's the article I was reading, right? And whilst I appreciated the article, I found myself getting a little bit sick and tired of it. Because we're obsessed with the minority. And let me be clear, I'm not saying that we shouldn't ever be obsessed with the minority. What I find is, is we bundle all these things together, all these different isms. And I think it's time for business to learn a new language. Because I think tomorrow's business is going to need a new language, Debbie. Right, so I just need to clarify, because I know we have lots of conversations we that do, aren't yeah. recorded via podcast. Um, and I think the difference here is that for us, this is not about ignoring no. minorities. This is, and I think I put it in the context of, there are so many ways that we are different, that yep. embracing the difference is what we need to do. And it's actually putting the human in before the label. And we're falling very, very prone to labels. Whereas we have to start getting better at understanding different cultures, understanding different types of people, different ways that people think, behave, act, etc. And I think that to me is the real conversation. And people don't do it because they're either driven by lots of different reasons, whether it be a corporate challenge or whether it be an individual challenge. I wrote down in my very comprehensive notes, which is a complete bluff because there's, there's like one sentence. But I think that we avoid these real conversations because they're difficult, they're uncomfortable, we, we feel challenged, 
Uh, it's our perception of our own reality versus our emotional state, our biases in our environment. So therefore, it's easy to have an ism against something. It's easy to be against somebody. You said something about NLP and I thought it was brilliant. Oh, I'll come to that in a second. The, the other thing, Debbie, is that people get caught up in the other person's response. But yeah, so, so, the emotional side. Yeah, let, let's look at you and I, right? You pull more faces than all the cock faces in the world, right? In just a five minutes stretch. Isn't that true? That's because I'm just highly that's, expressive. That's, whereas I'm a frowner. So I, I look aggressive, right? When I'm not aggressive. When I concentrate, I look, I look aggressive. When I'm having a good time, I look aggressive. But we get lost in the other person's appearance. And we assume or presume what that person's facial expression might actually mean and we and then what we do is depending on what it looks like people seem to step back reverse withdraw and one of the things that you've been reading about that you've been educating me on that's mm -hmm. true isn't it yes is about stepping towards going through even you know let's be clear recently do you remember john and leanne were here my brother and his wife and you and i were debating the 10x point you know, 10x this and Which 10x I'm really that, passionate about because right? I just think it's a load of hoo-ha and dog poo. Yeah. And I, I get really, uh, well, I get irate, but it's the way that I express my perspective and my view. It's not, I'm not angry at any individual or you, but it comes across as it's quite a heated discussion. Yeah, and and I stepped towards you yeah. despite you being a, and I better way, if you listen to this, I didn't actually physically step towards no, Debbie. Yeah, yes. In conversational yeah. terms, I carried on knowing that you wanted me to finish the conversation, even if there was part of you that wanted to withdraw. You nearly did, but then you stayed the course. And it's learning to stay the course in a conversation. It's hard, but actually we often misplay or misrepresent the sounds, the tone, the volume, the the cadence of the other person because we've assumed what they mean. We well, don't know. Yeah, and I agree. And I think there's loads of things that go around this. So we've been talking, gosh, I think for the past five or six years about inclusivity has now become exclusive. And mm -hmm. that's actually a massive issue. And I'll drop the infographic in there for people to have a look at. But it's, it's actually really dangerous to start uh, focusing on a minority because then you exclude them. You know, this is about being aware of them. So, and I think the other side of that for us is, you know, I'm a white female, middle class, middle-aged white female, and anybody could charge me and say, you don't know what it's like to make a decision sure. about this, etc. Yep. The other element for that for me was as well, the diversity to me is, is perspective and it's lack of perspective. And it's been sold and pitched in all different ways. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned recently is I've read the book White Supremacy. And it's an incredible book. It's hugely powerful. It's a very difficult book to read. Um, but it's just incredibly um, raw in regards to is how we, as the individual, um, is, are behaving. And I explained to one of your clients, you know, when they said, oh, I'm not a racist. So I said, my understanding and again it's all evolving because to be an anti-racist per se you have not per se specifically it's a life journey it's not like a just a, i'm going to do a bit of study and look at me i'm suddenly all knowledgeable mm -hmm. it's a continuous cycle of learning but one of the things is if you have never made a decision that involves your race yep. specifically so let's talk about black lives matters or if you've never had to make a decision about your gender 
then you know you're not a sexist if you've never had to make a decision about your religion or your politics that is actually going to affect we do apologize the dogs and i apologies okay it's more about i think i think it interrupted your sequence the dog because you laughed which is the dog sneezing oh, while you say yeah, yeah, i wasn't yeah. laughing at the serious point but i think the difference so is repeat if you've not had to make a decision based on your on your race yeah okay so therefore you are acting as a racist whether you like it or not that you are never in that position you yeah. can't say so it's having a knowledge of perspective yeah. that somebody else is making that decision if i have a specific sexual gender at one that's got nothing to do with anybody else but secondly if i'm having to make decisions around that and and if i i've never had to make a, a decision about my gender therefore i could without realizing be making sexist comments remarks behaviors responses so diversity to me is perspective and it's not about undermining any minority which i think somebody could have like kind of listen to that at the beginning. It is more about us getting better at understanding yeah. what you said about changing this whole way we communicate and the consultations and the the things that we do. Sorry, I know I, 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 you were in, <laughs> in a poetic license of free free flow. I, I agree, Debbie, and I was going to just loop it straight back to as an open loop the point earlier, which was. Business needs a new language. Yeah, I agree. The world needs a new language. And that, that world language is one of the toughest and easiest things I think the world needs to embrace more love in it and more, the lo more love of other people. But I think, again, for me, that is people then go and see that, oh, it's all fluffy, it's all avoidance. We And that's what happens. They fall into this chasm of avoidance. Mm -hmm. And what I'm, you know, Dave's having a really difficult conversation with me right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, yeah, I can see that's really important to you. Change the subject. Therefore, I'm not being diverse. I'm not being inclusive. I'm not being aware. And I'm having a really crap conversation because I've already gone off on my own agenda. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. The, this business world, the new language, is it's, it's a bit like, uh, how, how would I contrast it, Debbie? Five years ago, maybe a bit longer, people would not have ever understood having customer service departments built on web chat, right? I agree, yeah. And uh, any good web chat training course would be focused on matching language, matching even text speak. Yep. And... Who would have thought 10 years ago we'd be suggesting that there would be the training process to teach people to match text talk on a web chat customer mm. service program where there's no voice, right? Bots can do that too now. So, so technology is forcing a change of language. As humans, it's time for us to improve our language in the workplace. But is that not the, is that not the challenge then? So we allow... AI, robots, bots, because actually behind that is somebody has written a script, yep. somebody's written the answers, it's all pre-done, it's all responsive to a specific algorithm, etc. Yep. But that's all self-created. We've got to, you know, we all talk about oh, these algorithms are taking over the world. We've created them. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think for me, the most important part is that we allow ourselves to avoid these things. Um, because guess what? Ultimately, that's what that little bot does. It doesn't actually deal with emotion or feelings or bias or it literally just takes every single word written yeah. and responds directly to the specific words. So therefore, it's it's not even got any bias whatsoever because it's just saying, so if I said to you, um, 
I'm dissatisfied about my service. The, the algorithm behind that looks at the word dissatisfied. How can I help you? What is it I can do to make you happy? That's literally what it will do. That's how it will respond. We don't do that as humans. Mm. We avoid it. We, so, we act out over it. And, that, and that's why this NLP clue, yeah. I think, is worth exploring with you uh, today on this podcast because it might help you see things in a, in a different perspective like Debbie's been talking about. Now, in, in the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and if, if you're wondering what that is, neuro is your, Debbie? Brain. Correct. Linguistic is your? Language, my most favorite, or your words and, specifically. And program? Program is the way you do things, a process. Yeah, patterns of behavior, yeah. sequences, things you repeat. Now, the thing about this, in it, there is something called a meta program. Now, meta in the Greek means above, right? Is so, it? yeah, it does. It says overarching, right? So, the program is an actual default response. So, I'll give you, give you a classic psychology example, right? So, classic psychology is flight or fight. Okay. Right? So, that's a program. So, neither are right or wrong, are they? No. It's just your response system, right? What are you, Debbie? Do you know? Are you a flight or a, or a fight? I'm a fighter. Right, so in danger, you'll go towards? Yeah, always. Yeah. I'm much um, better in a have you, ever, have you ever felt like flight, like flitting? Pretty nearly every day, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, I, but I do push myself forward. But it's, it's you know, here's another one. Pain or reward as a motivational program. Are you motivated towards pain to avoid pain or to have pain? Or are you motivated towards reward what is it well you see i'm not motivated by either of those no no things, i'm not either know. no so it's really interesting because when i asked that i've had i've had friends try to motivate me with that one right they will be one or the other and actually they had to take pain to another level my pain is letting somebody down not a direct so it's still a pain isn't it it is no, still a pain so it's, so it's, a, it's a second it's a, layer it's a definition yeah. of it so in the middle of all of this there's a specific set of programs that i think are really simple to understand and they're filters we can actively choose to use and they they're built around two words same and different correct now when we coach this we always like to talk about food i just like food don't we, don't? We, love food. we love food love so food. we talk about it in a way where if you're going to a restaurant uh-huh. do you go to the same restaurant no okay we don't well We'd like to go to more yeah, restaurants yeah, right yeah, now. Then no. We'll apply this to ourselves okay. next. All right. right? Yeah. So do you go to the same def- a restaurant or do you go to a different restaurant? Different restaurants. When you go to the different restaurant, let's say you understand the menu, do you order the same? No. Or do you order different? We're not applying it to you, Debbie. All right. Okay, right? Sorry. Just, just to be clear. All We're right. just asking just the questions. <laughs> I know. That's right. right? You're doing that. You're fighting, aren't you? You're, you're moving no. towards. Anyway. Uh, or let, let's say that let's say you now you go to a British pub bistro, mm-hmm. right? It could be any brand, but it is a pub bistro of a certain standard. Right? Do you order same or different? This is rhetorical, no? No, I'm now asking. Oh, you are. I always order different. You always order the same, which is pie. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's a program. So I like a classic British pub pie. Right. right? The, where was that one we went to down in the 
Cheshire. Oh, that, that was great. That'll come well, back to us. Something yeah, well, the pig and pie or something. Yeah, no. it, was, it wasn't the pig and pie. Funny, funny you made thinking of it. Pies. It was an awesome, awesome pie because it was a real pie. We'll come back to that. Right, a real pie, just as definition, complete tangent, is a real pie is pastry top and bottom. That, that to Dave, yeah. is a definition. So anybody who makes them or chooses to make them a pie, one, it has to be stacked full of meats and etc. but it has to have top and bottom and pastry. Jus. And shoe, Debbie. And shoe, gravy. Plenty of jus. Yeah. Now, uh, see, that's, what, that's your fault. Taking me to places where they write jus on the menu, right? So We digress. So let's yeah. go back. NLP, now, we're talking about, we're talking about the same and different. Meta programs. Meta programs. Which are default motivational programs or just behavioral programs that you have. Yes. Right? So let's change the genre of food. So now you're going for an Indian. Oh, right? All right, Okay. Do you go same? <laughs> well, yes, we've got to dishume if we can, yes. Yeah, uh, dishume, I hope you're listening to this. Yes. People, anyone who works at dishume. I'll tag you just in case. Your food is sensational. It's amazing. Uh, but when you go to dishume, do you order same or different? Oh, no, I do I do order different. Yeah, I, I think I do a bit of both. Yeah. Although I do like the same. I mean, having, you know, what's, um, what's that thing I like? Fried okra. Yes. Dishume is fried okra. And I always, whenever I have fried okra, I always think of uh, Vince Howard's mother, Vivian, who introduced me to that. It was extraordinary over in Florida, along with dried, uh, deep fried crocodile, which was interesting. That's the difference. Move on. Now, same difference or different same. I'm going to list them to you. So if if you're listening to this, just think them through or write them down, right? The way you write it down is like this. Same, same. Same, different. Different, same. Right, I've written it down. All right. Yep. Uh, and also different, different. Okay. So it could even be one of my lovely matrixes. It could be. And the thing about this, right? If you were using this as a filter, what we do as humans, I think, Debbie, accidentally, often not really intentionally, depending on what the ism is that we've been talking about earlier in the show, is we go to dislike far too quickly. And if we feel like we dislike something, and then we get uncomfortable. Guess what you think we do? We don't stay present. No, we disconnect. We withdraw, disconnect, yeah. distracted, not listening anymore, and we miss things. And that's where some of these isms then are given space to breathe. Yeah. So what we're asking you to do today in our, in, in our wonderful Double Deal business is to think about how can you use this to help you look for same and different look for same same look for different same and look for different different because it's okay to be different one thing one of the most inspirational things that i took from 2019 and there were plenty of things given to her much of an absolute car crash 2020's been around the world well, we've had a brilliant year but generally that's the difference you see uh, right. it is it is a difference so use that as your example I will in a, in a second, okay. but I also want to recognise anyone who can't pay their bills today. I understand. Anyone whose business is closed, we can't say this year has been good, right? They've had a terrible time, and we'll have to recover from that. So, what what 2019? The thing I remembered the most was going to that event in Oxford at Soho Farms. We, we sound like an advertising event today, don't we? Yeah, GQ. GQ, the Heroes Awards, and we saw Mark Jacobs. Is that his name? The blood thing. No. What was his name? The artist. The artist, yeah. All right, okay. Well, now Mark, you put me on the spot. Mark something. We'll, yes. find, we'll put it in the footnotes. Yeah, I will do. He's amazing. And the cubes, there's those two cubes of blood on display 
of two and a half thousand uh, Western people and two and a half thousand immigrants. And both are filled with blood. And the message is we bleed the same way on the inside. We're the same. Mm-hmm. And, and our heart today, in, and I don't mind if you call it fluffy because that's different, right? All same. Uh, we're asking you to realize that human life is a valuable life wherever you're from, whatever you choose to be. Yeah. And, and that's why when I read that article, Debbie, and we started talking about this, I think it was time for us to stop and say, we need to find a new language in business. Now, usually when we come up with things like this, we can sit here at RLC and say, hey, we've thought about this. But I don't think there's an answer to this yet. No, because I think so. there's a complexity to it. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned um, is that we have to be ready to understand somebody else's views, values, understanding, and just getting our heads around. And I'm going to go back to the anti-racist thing because it's the one that I'm uh, learning the most right now. But for me, is that we, we can't say I'm not a racist if we are not making choices that are based on our race. Mm-hmm. Really important. So start considering that. The other thing as well is to say, I'm not racist because I know somebody who's black. It doesn't mean anything because we are not them. Mm. So therefore, it becomes what you've just said about, we are the same but different. And those differences are really important. And it's not to dismiss them or think that you, oh, well, yeah, I really accept that's your way of thinking. No, because that's just a statement. There is no learning or depth or context to it. So ask and be more curious. You know, why did you make that choice? I've been really blessed that I've uh, met some incredible people. And one of the people that we met was in Mallorca. And uh, I'm sure that she won't mind me mentioning it, but um, their daughter has moved over to Dundee. She's transgender, an incredible woman, absolutely fantastic. And uh, we went out for lunch. And I literally just fired questions at Lou, just firing them away. And I said, and I asked it, was this okay? Because I have to ask permission first. Again, another learning in any of these conversations. You ask permission first. Um, but once you start being curious, that other person feels comfortable. They want to tell you their story. And then instantly you're learning. So everybody benefits. It doesn't mean that I wasn't uncomfortable. It doesn't mean that I wasn't challenged. It doesn't mean that I wasn't questioning some of my own biases. But what it does mean is you walk away with a deeper understanding of human connection. Yeah. You have a deeper understanding, like you say, of same, same, same blood, you know, but there are differences and we don't recognize those differences. We make these gargantuous generic statements and we've got to stop doing that. Agreed. And one more recap on the same, different, different, same, 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 different, different. You know, people go on holiday, right? Yeah. And they'll go to some of the most beautiful places on the planet yeah. and go down to the promenade and order pizza. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget that trip to Beirut. And I'm in the, I'm in the hotel <laughs> and I, I, I looked outside and there was a miracle. There was a Nando's next door. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll go to Nando's. And you said to me, and no one said I was terms, really annoyed yeah, with you. <laughs> don't you dare go back to the hotel lobby and ask, where do the locals go? Yeah. And I, I, went, I ventured out and went to a, a small little cafe restaurant and had sweet and sour chicken that smelt disgusting, but tasted <laughs> divine. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what they did. I was I was completely well afterwards. I think it was the sourness yeah, that you, you put, smelt. Totally, yeah. that was putting me off. But having the courage to taste and see mm. in, in a food example 
is often the first step. And having that, as you said, that curiosity, Debbie, to move towards, find out and think about to see what might happen next. Now, we're going to bring this episode to a close. We're asking the question, which is, what is the language we're going to need in business tomorrow? I don't know the answer yet, but let me put this question in your mind for as we as we wrap up this podcast. Imagine being a 12-year-old today or younger, going to school and stepping into education and have a think about how they are equipped to process isms in a world where they spend most of their time engaged in technology, mm -hmm. in engagement with systems that are designed to demand their attention. If we as adults, fully grown adults of varying degrees of experience can't work it out, how on earth can we expect our children to get it right? Or is it, Debbie, that they might just show us the way because they usually do? Well, and my only, my only other how and fact check, conscious of time, is are you making an emotional response? Are you connecting to any biases that you have been brought up with or that you have and carry with you? And is your environment, therefore your social circle, creating your responses? And if those three are really great ways to just quickly connect back and to check. us, I might, yeah. yeah. And fact check, fact check, fact check, that is F-A-C-T, everything that you are saying. Well, you've been listening to Double D Do Business. Today, we've been talking about consultivations, conversations in the workplace, and a need for a new language in business in the future. If you need any help with anything that you've been listening to, get in touch with us as you've listened to the jingle play out. There'll be tanks and ways that you can talk to us directly. Hope this has stimulated your thinking as we all move towards every success with our learning. You've been listening to the Double D Do Business Podcast, brought to you by RLC and sponsored by CoachPad, the coaching tool built for you by coaches for coaches. If you would like any assistance or help for what you've heard today, please feel free to get in touch with us at info at rlc-global.com. That's info at rlc-global.com. And we would be delighted to hear from you. Wishing you every success with your learning.